everybody. Thank you all for being here. Um, I just wanted to give a, a quick update. Last weekend, um, I wasn't at church, but, um, and I, we took almost 30 people up to camp at Lake End Camp uh, this past winter, and the Lord really did some awesome, awesome stuff. So I have Bella here, and she just wants to share a little testimony this morning about what happened at camp, uh, just to encourage you guys and just let you know what's going on with our youth. And I believe that the Lord is working amongst our youth. And so let's continue to, as Megan said earlier, set the tone, set the example of how, uh, how to worship God with our life. Okay, well, hi. Good morning, everyone. Um, so, yes, like Caleb said, we went to Lake Ann Camp, and it was a lot of fun because we had so many other youth groups there. Um, we were just talking about how our mindset we have to encourage and we have to tell ourselves, yes, I can do this, and yes, I'm going to have a good day, and yes, I'm going to be able to make that run. And I, you have to encourage yourself because if you talk bad and negative about yourself, just your whole aspect of your day is just going to be sad and dark, and you're never going to get that upbeat feeling. So you just always have to stay positive and keep going. And there was a lot of fun things we do. They had like a snow hill that we went down and a rock climbing wall, which I did. And it's really cool because the rock climbing wall, they say, find an ex like experience in your life that God helped you get over for each rock that you get over. And always go farther than you think you can because God can always get you farther than you think you can. So that was really cool. And we just had a lot of fun. So, yeah. That's awesome. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot. What, what is one thing that you believe God, God did in your heart besides climbing the wall and doing that? Is there something specific that you think that, that God changed in your heart over camp? Um, yes, I do. Oh, the past um, so many months, I've been struggling a lot with my faith because I was just in a really bad place at my t in, in my life at the time. I was just around a lot of negative people. And over the camp, God showed me, like, I have people in my life that can lift me up and I don't have to be so down and around people that are so negative and that aren't with the Lord. And I just learned that just go with them, with people with the Lord, because if you're not, then you're just going to be down and depressed and not where you should be. Amen. This morning, let's just, let's say a prayer over that testimony. The Lord set her free in that. So I feel like the Lord's given her authority in that area as of now. So if you're some, someone that's struggling with anxiety, stress, depression, or you find yourself in, stuck in a, in a rut, in an environment that you're not supposed to be in, you, how many of you guys know we, we're going to make good and bad choices no matter where we are? We can't control that. We're, we're human beings. We're sinners, right? But we can control the environment that we're in. And so it's so important. That's why church is so important. Come to church. Send your kids to kids' church. Have your youth. Come to youth group. You can't control what they do. They're going to mess up in youth group, but at least they're in the right place, right? So, Bella, pray this morning. Just pray over everyone that, you know, they would be set free of depression, anxiety, and just change the environment that they're in, and God would release that. Lord, just please bless us all today and just bless anyone that's here with anxiety or depression, Lord, that you can, you put people in their lives that can help them, that are walking with you, God, that know that no one is ever alone. And even when we think we're in our darkest times, God, that you're always with us and we may not feel you, but you're always working and you're always there, God. 
just be with everyone and be with people that we're praying for that have this, that can come into you and set their depression and anxiety free because you can work through us from the tip of our toes to the top of our head, God. Just be with us to let us know that we are loved and that we'll be taken care of because you put people in our lives that know you and that love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Wow. Amen. Thank you, Bella. That was an amazing testimony. And what struck me the most was that she said she was struggling with her faith before she went here. And now look at her. She's praying healing and deliverance to the rest of us. That is amazing. So God can use these kinds of situations. And I love what she said about it's the environment, the people that you surround yourself with. So just think about that this week. Um, I mean, She's not a child or anything anymore, but she's young, and she's a youth, and that wisdom is huge, and each and every one of us should take it and pray about it and see what God, where God leads us and who he leads out of our lives and who he leads into our lives. Anyway, that was awesome testimony. Thank you so much. Uh, if you're visiting with us for the first or second or even third time and you have not had a chance to fill out this card, looks like this. This is our guest card. You are special guest this morning. Fill out your information, and before you leave, if you take it to the welcome desk, which is in the far left corner now as you leave the sanctuary just before you head out the doors, you can exchange it for a little gift to show our appreciation of you visiting with us today. Also coming up next weekend is the Man Up Conference. All the info is right here, and then you can go to the website to register. And this is another opportunity for all you guys out there, seventh grade on up, to solidify your faith if you're struggling, if you're questioning, or if you're on fire for God and you just want more and more of him, every aspect of life, every walk in your Christian faith right now, this is for you. So sign up and head on out and just be blessed by God for that. Also, if you have been coming a while and you want to become a member of this church, I can't stress enough how amazing this church is and how this is such an on-fire place filled with the Holy Spirit, um, doing great things in this community, and we're going to just even take it further outside of Montrose and even outside of Genesee County through what God is doing here at Lamb of God Fellowship. So be a part of it. There is a card that looks like this and the back of it. You can sign up, put your information on it to come to the membership class. And I was totally kidding last week about the blood oath, okay? You don't have to sign in blood, but you will do like this cute little plaque thing that you get and then... Um, you just have this whole family backing you up in whatever that you need. If you don't do this, you can obviously we'll still be here for you, but this just makes it official. So anyway, also soup to go is next weekend. So I missed it last month. We were gone, but this month all the bread will be gone after first service. So just make sure y'all get some bread because I'm going to be here this week. Uh, that's March 8th, one of the fundraisers that they're doing for the missions trips this summer. So bring all your cash so that you can donate for that and get some delicious lunch to take home. And last but not least, celebrate recovery, which is near and dear to my heart. You have heard a ton of testimonies over the last several months about people who have completed this program and what it's done for their lives. They are currently, and they still will continue to meet in an open share group every Wednesday from 7 to 9 p.m. here at the church. That's going to continue, and that's going to be for anybody that wants to come, male or female, and then you'll break off into females will talk and then males will talk. That's going to continue. That's for anybody that wants to come, be a part of it. It's come and go as, you, as your schedule sees fit. But they're going to be starting another step study um, coming up probably the end of March, maybe beginning of April. More to come on the details about when that's starting. But we know for sure that it's going to be on Thursday nights here at the church from 7 to 9 p.m. This is a little bit different than the open share. This is going to be for um, anybody. Anybody's welcome, male and female. There'll be females in the step study, and then there'll be a male step study as well. 
and that will be more of the meat and potatoes of this program. You'll have a book that you'll actually go through answering questions. You'll be held accountable by each other in your step study. Um, it will be something that you do need to commit to. It's not one of those things that just come and go as you please like the open share is. It's really if you want this to, if you really want God to use this program to change your life, you really do need to commit um, as many Thursdays as you can. Obviously, if you're sick or if something comes up, then you can miss every now and then. But this is where it happens. This is where the healing is just profound and, um, and amazing. And it's just, I don't know, you guys got to do it because there's nothing I can't put into words the way that God uses this program to heal people and set people free. And then you're equipped to go out and do his kingdom work in a mighty way. So that's going to be starting probably within the next month, 7 to 9 p.m. on Thursdays. Come on out to that. And if you want to sign up, there is a uh, sheet at the welcome desk. So sign up for that. All right, without further ado, Ryan is going to be coming and sharing the word because Pastor Tim and Amy are in Florida soaking up some sunshine. All right, good morning. So we do this thing in kids' church, and every Sunday I, I get up on stage and I tell the kids good morning, and it's typically like that. <laughs> a little bit weak, because they're tired, and we're tired today too. But I then have them do it again, but this time I tell them, you need to do it loud enough so that we, they can hear you out in the sanctuary. I don't, I don't think they've done that yet. They've gotten pretty loud. But I think we have enough adults in here to make sure the kids can hear us this week. So we're going to try that again. You guys ready? Good morning. Good morning. All right. All right. I mean, the kids are still a little bit louder. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's say I'm excited to talk to you guys. I'm excited to be here. God's done some great things. Before we begin with the sermon, I just want to give you an update. Kids Church has been so much fun. We've been having a good time back there. We've seen an increase in the amount of kids that are attending. We've seen a lot of salvations. I've noticed a lot of kids growing in their faith. And one of my favorite things, my leaders are growing. They're stretching themselves. Today we have um, Heather Wagner is teaching the lesson in Kids Church today, and that's awesome. That excites me so much. But so many people have stepped up, and lives are being changed. I'm, I'm really excited for what God's doing back there, and I'm really excited for my team and what they've done. It's been so awesome. But today, um, enough about, about that. We are going to be talking about something fun today. We're going to talk about... Insecurity. That's fun, right? Yeah. So to start out, though, I want to show you some, some cool slides here. If we could show that first picture. I was standing in line at the grocery store the other day, and I was looking at the, at the magazines, the publications. My mind was wandering, and I was kind of practicing the sermon in my head over and over again just because I wanted to be ready. I wanted to, I wanted to speak well for you guys. And, and I looked at this Kobe Bryant magazine, and then I look over, and I, it wasn't this exact headline, but I saw a tabloid, like this one. And I love reading these tabloids. They're really funny. Like this one is half human, half fish found in Florida. Um, okay. <laughs> Screaming tourists flee when, when creature washes up on shore. Okay, that's interesting. Um, uh, it's, so let's see the next one here. There's another. Uh, man fries eggs on his bald head. We see David here. David, have you ever done this? You should try it. It even says it's, it's smaller writing, but he, he cooks crispy bacon and pancakes on the side. So David, when it gets hot this summer, I'm coming to your house for breakfast. It's going to be great. Uh, this last one, actually, I kind of believe this last one. Tom Cruise is a space alien. 
I, I don't know. I mean, he hasn't aged at all in the past like 30 years, so I, I don't doubt. I don't doubt that. And we, we look at these tabloids and we, we look at them, they kind of make us laugh. We roll our eyes at them. Hashtag fake news, right? And, and, and we, we are quick to discount these because they're, they're obviously fake. They're obviously crazy and out there. But we're willing to believe some other lies. Lies like, I'm not good enough. Or I'm not talented. Or God doesn't want to use me. Not me. Or I'm, I'm too young or I'm too old to do that. Not me. I can't do it. Or we say things like, no one cares about me. Not me. We say, nobody knows what I did. You don't know what I did. You don't know what's been done to me. I'm too, I'm too dirty and unclean from that. I can't be used. Not me. God can't use me. Not me. There was a, there was a young man, and when he was born, it was, it was a difficult situation. His mom was young, too young. She was still in high school, but the young man... His parents decided to get married anyways after they got out of high school. And the first couple years were great. He had a younger sister that was born. But the mom and dad started to realize that they were still kids and they weren't getting along very well. And he heard a lot of things and he saw a lot of things that maybe he shouldn't have. And his parents, they split up. Things were okay for a minute, but then his dad disappeared. He's gone. Never saw him again. Doesn't know why. And he felt like he wasn't good enough. He felt unloved. It made him feel like his dad, his own dad doesn't care. And this kid found himself thinking, if my dad doesn't love me, nobody else is going to love me. Not me. Nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to be there. I'm not going to do anything. So let's talk about some people in the Bible. I know I got super goofy and super serious. I'm sorry. But... <laughs> That's my style. <laughs> Let's talk about some people in the Bible, though, that didn't feel good enough that maybe they said not me a few times in their lives. So I want to I talk first about, about Moses. Moses is awesome. He's one of my favorite people to talk about in the Bible because he did so many incredible things. He, he saw a burning bush, and he spoke to God directly. He was a prince in Egypt. He, he delivered the the Israelites from Pharaoh, he got to, to transcribe the Ten Commandments. He did some amazing things. He was incredible. And the Bible says a, a lot of amazing things about him. And, and one of my favorite things about him is some really good movies are made about him. The Ten Commandments, Prince of Egypt. They're awesome. And when we think about an incredible man of God, we think about Moses. You know, he lived to be 120 years old. That's insane. I want to know what he was, he was eating. And the Bible says that before he died, he laid hands on Joshua, and Joshua was filled with the Spirit. Can you imagine, like, somebody just walking up and touching you, and just God just, just shows up? He's a powerful man. That's incredible. 
And the Bible has said about him, since then no prophet has risen in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. He knew him face to face. Who did all those signs and wonders that the Lord sent him to do in the mighty power or performed the awesome deeds that Moses did in the sight of all Israel. So the Bible says that there's never been another prophet like him. Since then, there's never been somebody who's done so many powerful things. But when God was speaking to Moses from the burning bush, Moses didn't just suddenly show up to Pharaoh and proclaim, like we see in the movies, let my people go, throwing his staff down, confident. No, Moses said, pardon me, I, I know you've been speaking to me, but I'm slow of speech. I, I can't. I can't talk good. He was insecure. Moses didn't have that, that strong uh, uh, confidence that we think of him having. He couldn't even speak well. And he struggled with that. As a matter of fact, God actually, he said to him, I'll give you the words to say because who do you think gave you the voice to speak? Who do you think has given people the vision to see? And that God actually provided him with, with somebody to speak for him on his behalf. That's, that's how Moses was feeling. And before he died, Moses wrote Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. He wrote Numbers. Um, he wrote De- Deuteronomy. He did these incredible things. And when we think of Moses, do we think about the guy who couldn't speak? Or do we think about the guy who did some incredible miracles? And that blows my mind. He was saying, not me, God. And then he, he, he shaped history in a profound way. And, and, and another thing is that Moses sinned. Moses, he killed a man, and he hid his body in the sand, and he fled. And we think about our sin, and we say, not me? I don't know. So I want to return to that story about the, the insecure young boy. See, as he grew up, he continued to feel these insecurities. He was diagnosed with ADHD, and he couldn't focus on anything. He was everywhere. School was hard every day. And, and I'm so glad for the teachers we have here at this church that are incredible, and they speak into our kids, and they speak confidence. They speak love into them. But every day he was hearing from teachers and hearing from his parents, he can't do it. He can't focus, and he's a smart kid, but he can't get it done. And that, that hurt. And, and he began to act out, began to sin, did some things that he shouldn't have. That was not fun. I want to talk about some other people, Noah. We show him cute little pictures of Noah to our kids in kids' church, of him with the two-by-two two with the animals, the cute little ark, the rainbow. But I don't tell the kids about how Noah got really drunk and passed out naked in his son's psalm in the tent. I'm sure you guys appreciate that I don't share that with the kids. <laughs> and he laid there in his tent, and it was a shameful thing. Or David, we talked about how he slayed the giant. He was a great warrior. He was a great king. He was a man after God's own heart. David committed adultery, and then he took Bathsheba, the, the woman he was with, he took her husband, 
and had him killed. Sent him out in the front lines, and he was killed to cover up his sin. And David struggled with this type of thing a lot. We say he's the greatest king other than Christ, greatest king to have ever existed. And we think about Abraham. Abraham, he lied. He was the father of many nations, but he lied about his wife to get himself out of trouble twice. He said his wife was his sister. Abraham sinned. He lied. I'll never say my wife was my sister. She would kill me. <laughs> and Peter, Jesus said that he would build the church upon the rock, upon Peter. And Peter, he did some incredible things. He preached the first sermon at the Pentecost, and thousands were filled with the Holy Spirit for the first time. They spoke in tongues. The power of the Holy Spirit became available to us, to the people. And when Jesus was on the cross dying for us, and what we've done, Peter became ashamed. And three times people came to him and said, hey, aren't you that guy with Jesus? And you know what Peter said? Not me. It wasn't me. Peter sinned. And all these guys, they, they felt at times that they weren't who God wanted them to be and they shouldn't be used. And they said, not me. But Jesus, but all these guys were used by God. And we don't think about that. We don't think about the bad things we've done. We, we think about the incredible miracles that they performed, the, the, the ways they've changed our entire society. Now, Paul, Paul wrote the epistles, 13 books, 13 books of the Bible. That's a lot. Paul was killing Christians before he became a Christian. That's That's heavy. But then he, he did some incredible things. We've sinned. We've hurt the people around us. We've destroyed. We've caused pain. But that's not who we are. God's defeated all that. And when he sees us, he sees a masterpiece. He sees something incredible. He sees something beautiful. And you sit at, at home and you lay in bed at night. And, and, and I will have these thoughts that enter my head that I'm not good enough and not me. But the Bible says something very different about us. It says that we're God's masterpiece. Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things that he planned for us long ago. So we need to transform our thinking. We need to flip the, the switch in our mind, and we need to approach this differently. So instead of saying, I'm not good enough, not me, you need to see yourself how God sees you. Because when he looks at you, he doesn't see that sinner. He doesn't see that person that doesn't think they're attractive enough. He doesn't see that person that doesn't think that they're young enough. He doesn't see that person that doesn't think they're confident enough. He sees a masterpiece see something completely different. So, I mean, it's probably kind of obvious, but th that young man grew up, and he struggled with insecurities, and then something changed. You see, he finally realized, and he accepted Christ for real this time. It's probably pretty obvious, but that young man was me. 
And those things that I've done, those things I've said, those people that I've hurt, they plague me all the time. But I have to remind myself daily, that's not me. That's not me. I'm something different. See, when God looks at me, he doesn't see the sin. But he sees something different. So we know these things, and we're taught them all the time. And I teach these things to the kids all the time. But we still struggle with them. So what what can we do? Well, there's some really incredible, true-life, practical things we can do right now other than just saying, okay, I'm going to try to think differently. We can walk in the doors of this church. We can talk to each other. We can go to celebrate recovery. Those are all great things to do. And, and celebrate recovery, a lot of you I've seen going, and, and you haven't even started the step study, and it's incredible the changes I'm seeing in people like my wife and, and some of you guys here. It's, it's amazing. But we still are living these fearful lives. So what do we do? Well, we can learn to hear his voice. I said, practical, and you're saying learn to hear his voice? Well, yeah, and how do we do that? Well, the Bible says, so faith comes from hearing, and hearing comes through the word of Christ. And I open this Bible every week for the kids, and I preach from this Bible to the kids, and I tell them everything in here is true. This is the most true document you can ever put your eyes on. So I teach these ki- the kids that they, this is true. So if you start reading the word, you're going to notice something transform. You're going to notice that your thoughts start to change. Because when you're feeling insecure, you're going to start saying things like Ephesians 2.10. I'm God's masterpiece. When you start feeling like, I can't do it, I don't know where to go, I don't know what to do, what do I do next? And you're frozen in fear with that decision you need to make. Do I need to go speak to that person about Christ right now, that stranger I've never met? You're going to look at this and you're going to start saying, his word is a lamp unto my feet, and you're going to see the path forward and what you need to do. This is going to transform your thoughts. You're going to learn to hear his voice just by reading this. So we need to read his word. We need to talk to him. The Bible says, call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. So when you speak to God, he starts taking those thoughts that you're having and he starts to flip them for you. Because you're hearing his voice now, you're reading his word now, and you're seeing something different in your own life, it changes. So you need to talk to him. And don't believe the lies. See, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come to give you life to the fullest, as John 10.10. See, these are all lies. They're lies that you've been believing about yourself. They're lies. They're not true. Ryan... What I did, it's awful. It makes me a bad person. That's a lie. What you did, it doesn't matter. You see, when I, when I talk to the kids every week, I tell them the story, and, and every single week I tell them this. The people who have been in kids' church can attest to that. I tell them that we have all sinned. The Bible says we've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. All of us. And I ask the kids, what happens when you sin? What happens when you mess up? When you get in trouble at home, you get in trouble. You get, you get a timeout. You get Fortnite taken away. 
And one kid the other week said, um, my mom, she spanks by I said, okay, thanks, buddy. That's enough. Okay. You get in trouble. And the Bible says that the punishment for that sin is death. And, and of course, we know we die physically. Our, we, we, we breathe our last breath and we, we move on to the spiritual realm. But we experience a spiritual death because we're separated from God. People will try to talk about hell and going to hell and how frightening that is. I want to tell you what's frightening to me is being separated from the love of God. That's scary. To never feel that again. So we're separated from that. And I tell him how Jesus came to this earth and he was perfect. He never sinned. He never messed up. He never lied to his mom and dad. I tell him he never stole. I tell him he never did anything wrong. So Jesus didn't deserve to be punished, right? We do. We all have. But one night when Jesus was praying with his friends, this is how I tell the kids, when he was praying with his friends, they came and arrested him. And they beat him up. They put him on trial. And they found him guilty of nothing, but they found him guilty. I tell the kids, he, he was nailed to a cross, and they killed him. And a lot of the kids, they get big-eyed at this point. And I say, he never did anything wrong. He never messed up. So why did he do that? And when he was on that cross, he looked down, and he saw you. And he didn't look out and see, the, I mean, he did, but he didn't see the sin. He didn't focus on that. He looked out, and he said, that's not who they are. I created them to be something different. Who they are is beautiful. It's a masterpiece. And he decided, I love them so much that I'm going to die for them. I'm going to take that punishment. And then he went to hell, and he defeated death. He took the keys, and three days later, he rose again. And he defeated death. I mean, have any of you guys ever come back to life from the dead after being dead for three days? I don't think anybody's ever done that other than Christ and the people he raised from the dead. And he came back, and we look at our, our sin, we look at who we are, and we say, not me. Why do we say that when somebody defeated death? Do you think that's a problem for him, to look at you and say, that's not you? Aren't you going to believe that that is not you? Actually, look at it and say, you know what's not me? I'm not that sinner. You know what me? I'm not too old. Not me. You know me? I'm not too young. Not me. You know what? Me? I'm good enough. I'm loved. I'm God's masterpiece. I'm worthy. And so, at this point, I, I, I talked to the kids about this, and I wanted to talk to you guys about this. See, this is what all comes down to me. This is kind of like the nuts and bolts of it all for me. We've all messed up. We've all sinned. We've all done wrong. And we all need to hear this all the time. He loves you. And he wants you to be with him. And it's really easy to do. All you have to do is just ask him to forgive you. I tell the kids, tell Jesus you're sorry. 
So I want to make sure they understand what they're doing. Just need to tell Jesus you're sorry. And then you need to do your best. You see, our rules in kids' church are love God, love others, and do your best and have fun. We're, we're not going to talk about the have fun right now. But when you love God and you do your best, man, it's awesome. So today, I want you to think about yourself. Think about that insecurity you have. We all have them. I don't care if you say you don't. You ain't walk around acting all confident. We all have them. I do, and it's funny because I was, last night, I went, or yesterday I went to the barber shop, and they're cutting my hair, and they say, well, what are you doing this week? And they're all talking about how they're going to go and party and have fun and all that. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm preaching at church tomorrow. And they said, oh, that's, that's awesome. What are you talking about? And I said, well, I'm talking about insecurity. And I started going on about, like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm kind of nervous because I don't talk to adults too much. I talk to a lot of kids. And I don't know how to talk good for adults. I don't know how to talk good for kids. And I'm going on and on about this. And the barber stops, Ryan, Ryan, hold on. You're in here all the time. Um, he said, you're talking about insecurity, and you're feeling insecure right now. He said, you need to stop. <laughs> this guy who was just talking about going to the, to the bar after work and having a drink told me I needed to, <laughs> to listen to my own sermon. <laughs> that kind of hit me hard. <laughs> and since last night, yes, those insecurities have been coming my way, but you know what I did? I got this out. And I started batting them away. They started coming at me, and I started quoting scripture. I started praying. I practiced my sermon about 50 times more. And they started to disappear. And even before I got on the stage, during worship, they kept firing those arrows at me. And I started praising God. And those arrows, I didn't even notice them anymore. They were still coming. I didn't even notice them. And then I get up here, and I start to get scared and insecure and saying, Ryan, you're that guy, you, you messed up just yesterday. <laughs> you sinned just yesterday, Ryan. And then, and then I thought, no, not me. That's not me. That's not who I am. So today, let's, let's think about those insecurities we're feeling, that, those insecurities that we have. And let's pray that God takes us away, and let's pray that God saves us today, because he's going to. And today we can, uh, we can actually have the worship team come up here. I don't know if they're even available anywhere. Thank you. And I want all of you to think about that. Think about what have I done lately that I want to ask for forgiveness for. And let's pray together that God takes that away and he takes us and he transforms who we are and transforms our thoughts. So I want to pray for you guys today. And I want you guys to then pray with each other, come up here and pray with, with the prayer teams, and let's work on those today together. Amen? Amen? All right. Dear God, I thank you for the people in this room today, God, and I thank you for what you've done for us. God, I thank you. You're wonderful. And right now, God, I pray that you would reveal to us who you are and who you see us as, God, not the sinner, not the person that isn't good enough, but the person that is fearfully and wonderfully made, God, the masterpiece. Lord, I pray right now that you would forgive me. God, that you would come into my life and you would, you would change me. God, I'm going to do my best to serve you. And right now I want to ask if there's anybody who wants to ask for that forgiveness today, if you would just raise your hand. 
And I raise my hand every week in Kids Church for this. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not just asking if you've never done it before. I'm asking if you want to do it right now. See another hand. See lots of hands coming up around here. And I'll be honest, I think all of us can raise our hand to that. And today, I want us to pray together. We're going to do, we're going to do the standard call and response right now. Let's pray this together. Dear Jesus, you're awesome. You're amazing. I love you. Thank you. I believe. I believe you came here. You are perfect. You never sinned. And you took my punishment. Thank you for that. Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to live for you. I'm a new creation now. I'm different now. I'm not who I used to be. Amen. That's that easy. So today we're going to, we're going to sing a song, and I want you guys to focus on that. Now, I, I, do, want to, I do want to point out, um, I do want to, uh, this image just kind of just popped in my head, uh, and, and I don't know if this is for somebody today, but I, I'm going to go ahead and share it. So I can see an ocean, right? And I feel like somebody in here is looking out at that ocean right now, and that's their insecurity, and that's their fear. Their fear that they know they need to step forward and they need to do something. Somebody in here is feeling that right now, and they see this ocean, and they don't know how they're going to get across that ocean of their insecurity. They don't know how they're going to get through that sin that they just keep doing over and over and over and over again. They don't know how. And then God, he looks out, and it's like Moses. This all ties back to Moses. He looked out, and he parted that ocean. And that person stood in faith, and they crossed the ocean. The ground was dry. There wasn't a drop there. And that person, they got to the other side of the ocean, and they reached their promised land. And they reached who they actually are. I'm getting excited for this person. Whoever this is, you're feeling that right now. Look at that ocean. And then part the waters. Cross. You're going to do something awesome. You're going to do something amazing. I'm excited for you. Are you excited? I'm excited for what God's going to do for us. So I want to spend a few minutes, and I'm, I'm ending a little bit earlier than you would expect Pastor Tim. Well, a lot earlier than you would expect Pastor Tim. He goes on for a while. Sometimes we're back in kids' church, and I'm like, what's going on, Pastor Tim? I mean, I love it. I wish I was out here with you guys experiencing that. But I want to end a little bit early because I'm not saying we're dismissed right now. We're going to sing the song, and I want you to come up, and I want you to pray. Either get down on your knees by yourself or find somebody to pray with. I need you to, to physically say, not me. I'm not who I used to be. And I want you to proclaim that for God today, all right? So let's stand up, let's sing a song. And let's spend some time praying with God. Oh.